Tav Chav Ches Seif Ches It's on page 578 Coming down to the end Page 578 Seif Ches Mishiva also once we come to Shivas Betamuz, we begin we begin what's called Tulas de Paranusa. Three Haftoros of punishment. And then after Tishabah we read seven Haftoros of Nechama and Shiva de Nechomosa. I used to pronounce it Nechemta. Over here in the for whatever reason they have a they're probably right. If they're, they're doing this, they probably know what they're doing. De Tarte dis And then we have two. Tarte dis yufta. And tulas de. Wait, wait, wait. Tarte dis. Tulas. Tulas de Bernusa Shev de Nechemta. Tarte dis so what's this? What's this yufta mean? I don't even know what it means. Uh, they will see. And tulas de paranusa. Prepare now. The two dis yufta are just two regular haftaros leading. I'm sorry, it's true. I'm sorry. Tulas dis yufta are the two final haftaros leading up until the end of the year, until until um, Rosh Hashanah. Okay, we'll see in the Mishnah Bura. Now here he explains. So we have a total of. We have a total of 12. 12 Haftaros starting from Shivas Sabatamas. The first three are Paranusa, punishment. After Tishba, we have seven of comfort. And then we have two Disyufta of, I think it's for Tshuva, to do Tshuva coming for Rosh Hashanah. So what are the three of the. What? What? Yeah, it's a question. Tshuva is a refutation. That would come before to return. To return. You have the Shavad and Chemto coming before Rosh Hashanah. Then you have the Tatech Yuvda. That's coming before Simchas Torah. Yes. Before this, okay, fine. Before Simchas Torah are the two which we return. We return back. We return back to the regular order of Haftaros, which we lay in Minyane Diyama of the Parsh. Let's let's see. What are the Tlas de Paranus? So what are the three Haftaros that we read, which are Paranus? So Divrei Yirmiyahu and Shimu Devar Hashem. These are two different chapters in Sefer Yirmiya. Yirmiya is Kula de Paranusa. The entire Sefer is rebuke. It's Musar. So we lane two from Yirmiya, and then the Shabbos Chazon, the Shabbos before Tishabov, we read Chazon Yeshayahu, which is, even though it's in Yeshaya, Yeshaya is Nechama, but the beginning of Yeshaya is Har Shrivik, we learn Yeshaya, the last 40 Parakim of Yeshaya are Nechama, but from, sorry, sorry, starting from Perik Mem to Perik Samach Vav, starting from Perik Mem is Nechama, but the beginning of Sefer Yeshaya is Harsh Musar, and the very first Perik is one of the harshest prophecies, and that is the the haftarah for Shabbos and the of the Shemud Hashem and the Chazon Yishayel. What are the Shiva the Nechemta? So we have Nachamu Nachamu Ami. Everyone knows that Shabbos Nachamu. That's what Eschanan. Then Parshas Vatoymer Tzion Ania Soyara Anochi Rani Akara Kumi Oiri Sois Osis. Those are seven page Rish Tzadi. Top of the top line. Those are the Shiv the Nechemta. Uvyoyim Tzad Gedal B'Mincham Avtim Dirshu Hashem. By 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 a, by a tzom, you always learn Dirshu Hashem. That's not a Chiddush. 
That is something we learn by every every time the sibor of Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah and Makipurim. Ma'aftirim li'olim we always rain shuva Yisrael. Chshorosh Hashanah bebeis v'gimel, and where Rosh Hashanah falls out on a Monday. Or a Monday and a Tuesday. Sheyeh Shabbos Spain Yom Hakipurim Lesugos. We have an additional Shabbos in that year, and we break up. We break up Nitzavim and Vayelach, which we learned in the past. The Karin Bo Hazinu. Then Maftirim Bo Vayedaber David. Then we have an extra term. We lay in Shiras David. There are two Shiros. The Shiras Tevoira and Shiras David. What is unique about Shiras David? It's also it's, that I just said something very interesting. This is a very a very interesting thing, controversial issue, as how in a nach do you write Shiras David? What do we mean? Shiras uh, Moshe Oz Yashir is written a Gabi Levena. Right? So you have everyone snows and Sevatari you have you have Oz Yashir Moshe, then you have a blank space. Alternating brickwork. Alternating brickwork. A small brick and a large brick. Everyone knows it looks like an Sevatar. How does it what does it look like in the Sevatar? Shiraz Hazinu? Two columns. Just like in the Megillah. In the Megillah we have the Aseres B'nai Haman. There are two columns. What does it look like? In Kohelis, in Kohelis, there are 20, 28 itim, 28 times. Ace Laledes, Ace Lamus, Ace Lefkois, Ace Lespod, Ace Rekod, Ace Leshalom, Ace Lehov. There are 28 times in life. 20 called the 28 itim. How are they presented in Sefer Kohelis? If you look in a real Megillah, if you look in a good Chomish, look in a real Megillah, it's also two separate columns. How is, is Shiraz Tevoira written? If you look in the Sefer Shoftim, some shuls, they lay in the Haftarah from cloth, from parchment. How is Shiraz Tevoira written? It's written just like, in most of them, just like Shiraz Oz Yashir. Oriach al Gabe Levena. Now, here's the big question, the million dollar question. How is Shiraz David written? Shiraz David is the end of Sefer Shmuel. At the end of Sefer Shmuel, there's something called Shiraz David. Shiraz David also appears in Tehillim. It's written twice in Tanakh. There are a few differences between the way Shiraz David appears in Sefer Shmuel and the way it appears in Sefer Tehillim. We'll never read the Haftarah from Sefer Tehillim because Tehillim is from Ksuvim. We only read from the Nevi'im. And Shiraz David appears with its minor differences from what it's, the way it appears in Tehillim in Sefer Shmuel. How is it written? So traditionally, I'll tell you there are three ways. You'll, you'll go, you'll search all over the Botek and the Seals that have cloth, and some you'll find that it's just written like regular, straight. Just no, no difference. In the better, in some of the other, other uh, versions of the cloth, you'll find that it's written, Ariach Agabe Levena. In the Aleppo Codex, Aleppo Codex, in Syria, it was written like Shiraz Hazinu, two columns. So this is a very this this is a very big controversy that today, Saifin, now traditionally we did not have we did not have access to the Aleppo Codex. As the missing pieces. What? That's the article, the New York Times. That so it was I always thought it was it was burnt in the fire in the riots in nineteen forty eight. In the riots. That that's that's the way our everyone that's I think everyone knows that. It wasn't totally burnt. Part of it was burnt. The most important part. The Chamisha Chum Torah was completely burnt and Megillah Esther. The most important things that we have questions on were destroyed. 
But according to the article in the New York Times, it wasn't destroyed, it was stolen. Pieces of it were taken by different people, nothing was burnt, it was taken piece by piece, which is an incredible uh, chiddush, because that's not the way most people uh, have been, uh, what they think, but, okay, that's another story. But in any event, Aleppo Codex was not available to us until modern times. And according to many, the Aleppo Codex is the most authentic, most authoritative version of Tanakh. The Rambam appears to have written his Sefer Torah based upon the, the Aleppo Codex. Now everyone agrees, there's a lot of controversy. But traditionally, for the last, I don't know, thousand years, not thousand years, around but four thousand years, but the last five hundred years, all of the Nevi'im that were written in Europe, in Poland, and, and all over Europe, and Eretz Yisrael, were written by, through tradition, Messiah. And there was no Aleppo Codex to look at. Whatever, the, whatever they wrote last year, that's what we're going to do this year. And 99% of all the, 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 the old versions of the, the Tanakh, of Nach, was Oriach Al-Gabe Levena. And then they discovered about 50, 60 years ago, Oriach had two types of bricks, a half brick and a full brick. Oriach Al-Gabe Levena, the way it looks in Oz Yashir. And then they discovered the Aleppo Codex, it only came to light, only had access to it about 50, 60 years ago, it had access to it before, but it wasn't, it wasn't publicized, that Shiraz David is written in two columns. That's a very major difference. So the question now is today, when Seifim write, Klaf, today it's become very popular. Mm-hmm. In many shuls, to read, this, to read the Paftara from Klaf. So when you buy a Klaf and you have a Seifim, you commission a Seifim to write, uh, Seifim Shmuel, does he write it, Ariach Gabi Levena, or does he write it, two columns. What's very interesting is, here, it says this here in the Mishnah, in the Mechab, is that the Haftara for Hazinu is... Shiraz David. Mm-hmm. That's the, what's the Haftar for Parshas or B'Shalach? Shiraz Devoira. So Shiraz Devoira, according to all versions, is written Ariach Gabriel Avena. So it's fascinating. Not only is the theme Shira, there's a Shira of Moshe, and there's a Shira of Devoira. The Nashim also they sang Shira. Matches. Hazinu is a Shira. And what is the Haftarah for Hazinu? Shiraz David. And how is it written in the Aleppo Codex? Two columns. It's a match. It's a good shidduch. So this is something that is very good. It's very, it's rare for us to lay in Shiraz David. Because, because most of the time we do not break up uh, and there's only one path, all the Hazinu is always Shabbos Shuvah, and being that it's Shabbos Shuvah, so we lay in Shuvah Yisrael, the Tiyufta, we lay in to return. The Tiyufta means to return, we lay in the two half Torahs, reference of doing Shuvah, Shabbos Shuvah, after Rosh Hashanah. Shnaim the Tiyufta, which includes, includes, um, uh, but in those rare years that we do lay in Shiraz David, it's just a very interesting insight that, it, that if we do follow the Aleppo Codex, then it's a good Shirach. Shiraz Hazinu is... Uh, Shiraz, Shiraz Hazinu... Shiraz... Da, uh, Oz Yashir is... is, uh, is Devorah. 
But this is not a perfect solution. Why not? Because it's one more time when we do when we do lane Shiras David. And that is Shri Shal Pesach. Shri Shal Pesach we lane Oziyashir. And what's the Haftoiron? Shri Shal Pesach. Shiras David. So we lane Shiras David twice. Pashas Hazinu. And Shri Shal Pesach when we lane Oz Yashir. So then, well, it depends. If the correct way of writing Shiras David is Ariach Gavilavena, it's a match. If it's not the correct way of writing it, then it's not a match. So. We don't really know. I can tell you that this is a very. That, by the way, this just this is one major difference between the Aleppo Codex and tradition. There are there are there may be even hundreds of differences in in psuchos ustumos. Not so much in words. There is one word, the word sukkah, in Tehillim. I don't remember the details that our tradition has it spelled choser without a vav, and in the Aleppo Codex it's spelled with a vav. So there's one difference in Tehillim. There could be there are other differences, but as far as the actual writing, there are many differences as far as psuchos ustumos, when there should be a gap of nine letters in between the end of a Pasuk and the beginning of the next Pasuk. And I can tell you that this is a very big controversy going on and it's probably split evenly. I'm talking about among Haredim, not talking about uh, you know, a difference. A lot of things today are divided between if you consider yourself part of you know the modern Orthodox world, you consider yourself part of the ultra-Orthodox world so you'll, you'll follow one style. This has nothing to do with that. Even among the Haredim themselves, among the same group of people who come from the same place, the same the same uh, Shirashim, the same background, there's an even disagreement among them if you should, if you have an opportunity to purchase a new Tanakh, if you should purchase the Aleppo Codex version of Tanakh, or you should purchase the traditional. The question is, tradition, you can't deny the fact that for the last uh, thousand years, we have been writing Sifrei Tanakh in a certain form. And who's to say that you find a new discovery, a new discovery is going to change the way we do things. So is the Aleppo Codex really authentic? So, uh, so the indications are, all indications are yes, this is the real deal. So if it's the real deal, we have to conform. We have to go and change our Tanakh to the style of Aleppo Codex. But can it really be? Tradition is sacred. Can you really deny? And who says that Who says that you are 100% sure the Aleppo Codex is authentic? Maybe there's a 1% chance that the Aleppo Codex is not the Tanakh from which the Rambam used to write his Sefer which the Rambam refers to. There are questions that are not answered. There are minor questions. But Golos, we don't know what happened over the, over the Golos. Golos is a long period of Golos. And it's not, not, nothing is simple, we know that. So this, what? Both sides. So this is a very difficult question. And Ad Hayom Hazet, it's not resolved. And you go near to Israel, you'll find half of the people, the Haredim, will... Take, I think of Chaim Kinevsky says, if I'm not mistaken, that our Mesoira, our tradition on Nevi'im, is extremely weak. Mm-hmm. We don't have a very strong Mesoira. Chumish, Chamisha, Chumshe Torah, it's very strong. And Halacha, and Minog Yisrael is very, very strong. But the Tsura, the way the Nevi'im were written, how many spaces between the letters, and so on and so forth, it's very weak. And being that it's very weak, Chaim Kedievsky holds that we should follow the Aleppo Codex. All new Sefer Torah should be written like the Aleppo Codex. Whereas many other Gedolim say, no, you have a tradition, you follow tradition, the Aleppo Codex is a good question.
question. We have to deal with it. But in the meantime, keep on doing what you did last year. I'll just tell you another very, very interesting difference about the Aleppo Codex. If, yeah, you can buy. You can, yeah, they have their fears. The holders. They have, you can buy uh, photocopies of this. I think it's online. You can see photocopies of the entire thing online. What we have today. There are certain parts that are missing. is missing, and uh, the, and the, the assumption is it was destroyed by the Arabs in 1940. Aleppo, Aleppo was a, a, a city in Syria, and when the state was established in protest, a bunch of hilarious in Syria decided they're going to destroy this uh, synagogue, this synagogue in which it was stored. It was stored on, stored very securely, and they burned down the shul. And in the process, something happened to the leprechauns. What exactly happened? So tradition has it that 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 it, part of it was burnt in this pogrom. However, the New York Times claims that when the pogrom, when the fire started, people went inside and started taking pieces of it, and it's now all over the world. And the Mossad and the CIA and there are probably movies being made about this. Where are the missing pieces of the Aleppo Codex? Now, even before the Aleppo Codex, the truth is, it's, it, the, 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 what I've read, what I've read, is that it doesn't really make a difference that it's missing because before it was destroyed, leading up those years, especially in the beginning of the 19th century, many people had access to it. The 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 the, the Arabs, whoever was in control in Syria, would let. There was a system of how you can go into this. To, to, to get a look at the Aleppo Codex, because the Aleppo Codex has the has the vowels. It doesn't it doesn't just have the letters. It has the letters and the vowels. Is it a chirik? Is it zohar? Zecher. Not zecher. Zecher. Is it zecher or zohar? Timcha. Yes. Timcha as zecher amalek or timcha as as zecher amalek. Zecher or zecher. Zecher or Zecher, not Zocher, that's wrong. Zecher or Zecher. So, so supposedly it, sa- it says there's Zecher Amalek. Because people had access, and there were different, different periods of time where they actually let you look at it, or they did not let you look at it, and instead they had one of the Arabs. You ask them exactly which Pasuk you want, and he'll copy it for you, and he'll go in and look at it. There were different periods of time where different things were done, but basically all of the controversy, all, all of, there was a person who kept a record. He actually replicated it, and this record was almost thrown out in shameless. It was discovered by mistake. There are all these bizarre stories that relate to the Aleppo Codex. One story after another story. But supposedly, we know exactly everything that was there. All of the, all of the, 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 the difficult points. <laughs> Literally, the dots. We know there's a record of what was written in the Aleppo Codex. And, the, and that does not automatically conform with what we have today. The Mishnabur says, Da, when it comes to Pasha Zohar, Da, you should know, it's a very unusual expression, you shall know, that we do, we do not know, there's no way to know if it should be Zecher Amalek or, or Zecher Amalek. And therefore, we have no choice, you have to say both. So why does the Mishnah say Da? You shall, he says, you shall know, it's a fact. There's no way to resolve this. We have the Aleppo Codex. So someone said, well, the Chaim did not know about the Aleppo Codex, which is true. He didn't know about it. Had he known about it, what would he have said? Well, we don't know. We don't know what would he have said. 
but we don't anyway we don't have it anymore. It doesn't matter, it's been destroyed. But again there are records. But the other parts of Tanakh we do have, it's in the museum in Eretz Yisrael, and the entire thing has been photocopied and has been put online. So I'm sure you do a search you can probably go online to a library. You might have to you might have to have a password, you might have to have some access to gain some uh, some login code to get access to the library that has it, but you can supposedly pretty easily see the entire photocopy of the entire Lepa Codex online. And in fact, they've come out recently, they published, they actually published it with notes and um, notes, and again, there's a lot about the 11th, but the point I want to make over here is this, uh, what I want to tell you, one, something very, very interesting. Lemarbe um, Hamisra in Sefer Yeshaya it says that Mashiach will come and he the, the function of Mashiach will be Lamarbe to increase authority. Lamarbe Hamisra. The abundance, the abundance of authority. Now the word Lamarbe, Lamarbe or Lamarbe? 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 Lamarbe. Lamarbe. With a tzere. Lamarbe Hamisra. It's spelled with an end mem. Le Lamid Mem. So that mem is a strange mem. That mem is an end mem. Le mar reish It's a funny mem. So that's how it's written. That you open up any any good Tanakh. That's that's the tradition. It's whatever it is. That's the way it is. What's the significance? Why? So I'll tell you a very interesting story about the Aleppo Codex. Now, if you go take out a traditional Tanakh, a traditional Tanakh. You, uh, that's uh, the spirit on Klaf, and you look at the word Lamarbe Hamisra, it will say Lamid and Mem, Mem Sifis, Reish, Base, Hey, Hamisra. That's how it's spelled with an end mem. Okay, no, like you, 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 you know that's how it's spelled and that's how it appears. So there was once a very distinguished institution that purchased a whole set of Tanakh, of Nach, of Nevim on Klaf. Nevim, a whole set of Nevim. Brand new, beautiful. It must have paid to buy seven Nevim, cost double the price of a Sefer Torah. Because there are double the number of columns in the Nach than there are in a Sefer Torah. Sefer Torah, I think there are about 200 columns. 200 columns. If you buy an entire set of Nevim, there are 400 columns. So you can imagine you're paying approximately double if a Sefer Torah is going to cost $50,000, to buy a set of Nevim will cost $100,000. Now, you don't have to buy a Sefer Torah, you can buy a Sefer Torah for, for $20,000 also. There are many different types of Sefer Torah. You can buy a brand new Sefer Torah, that's like the low end, for $20,000. So, and a lot of Nevim, if you notice, are not always written the most Mahud, they're not written with the best Ksav, some better, some different, different types, because it's very expensive, and you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of money. So, it's expensive, so, but if you want to buy a nice set, so let's say you going to pay 30, 40, so this institution they put together the money they desperately needed a new set of Nevi'im and they put together money, they bought a new set of Nevi'im. They did not know I don't know if they, that there's a difference between buying a set of the Aleppo Codex and buying the traditional approach. It's big controversy in Israel. They were not aware of this, they purchased a set. The Laning Parshas Yisro Right, it's Parashas Yisro. The Haftarah Parashas Yisro is Lamar Behamistra, about Melch HaMashiach. It's in Yeshaya, which passed Peretes, or Peregvav, Peregvav, Peregvav and Yeshaya. So the laning, and the laning, and it says the Lamed Nem, 
And after the Mem Sofis is a blank space. And then it says Resh Mem Resh Le Mem Resh Mar Beis Hey. There's a blank it's one word Le Mar Bey but the Mem the Mem Sofis so there's a blank space. So the Balkore says oh my gosh the Sofer is an Amoritz. <laughs> the cipher is an Amoritz. How can you put a blind space between the NM yeah. and the rest of the, the, rest of the word? He's an Amoritz. It must be the cipher that since there's an end mem, the word Lamed Mem is the end of the word, and now you have a blind space and there's another word. That's wrong. It's one word that is spelled Lamarbe, and for whatever reason, you look in the Midrashim, you have an end mem in the middle of the word. So what did he do? He took the he took the new Yeshaya mm-hmm. on Sunday to the Seifer and told the Seifer, look at this, the Seifer, whoever wrote this, we mm-hmm. bought this from Eretz Yisrael, whoever bought it, I don't know who bought it, I didn't buy it, whoever bought it. He, he, was, he was an ignorant, so look what he did, he made this mistake. He went and he added a blind space. Can you do me a favor and please fix it for me? So the Seifer here in America, okay, of course I'll fix it for you. So he fixed it, he, whatever he fixed it, he fixed it, he, he took away, he magically got rid of the blind space. <laughs> Whatever he did, he stretched the letters. Whatever he, he fixed, he said. Then they're laning later. They're laning, and then the so the what the Balkari notices as they're laning throughout the year. There are a lot of strange things, a lot of spaces, more spaces, less space. Not what he's accustomed to from Shalom Kadmonios. And then, after inquiring, they discovered that when this institution purchased a set of Nevi'im, they purchased the Aleppo Codex mm-hmm. replica mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the Aleppo Codex, the, the, I guess their, their records, and Lamar Behamisra in the Aleppo Codex space? has a space. Oh. Fascinating. <laughs> and it makes sense. Think about it. Think about it. It's one word, but the end men has its own space. Like, you know, you say, you know, you know, in English, I, I need my own space. I want my, you know, there's a website, MySpace, they're ready. They, 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 they only have, they only have a few hundred million people. They used to have, they used to, down before Facebook came along, they were the social network of the world. Remember MySpace? No, 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 everyone. But MySpace, don't hear about it anymore. MySpace, that's an expression. You know, you want your space. The end letter has its own space. You don't, you don't, you don't trespass. So even though it's one word, a new insight that the Aleppo Codex has taught us, that Lamarbe, when you have even one word, Lamarbe HaMisra, if you have to have an end mem in the middle of the word, you have to have a blank space. So they brought it back to the cipher to fix it, to restore it to its original form. So I just want to point out that the Aleppo Codex... was blank or was, was the, the extra words were there? The extra, extra space in between the two letters. Okay, so I just... All of this, we went off on a, on a very... I think it was just a very interesting tangent because here we mentioned here Shiraz David. And every time you say Shiraz David, it right away reminds me because that is probably the biggest difference, the most significant difference between the Aleppo Codex and the traditional uh, way of writing 
Sefer Shmuel, that is the one of the most significant differences. Is it written in two columns, or is it written like Shiras Devoira? And we have this on Shabbos Hazinu. That's when we read. That's when we read from Shiras David. We all know. We know the difference. One of the differences between Shiras David and Tehillim is Magdil and Migdol. In Shiras, in, in Tehillim, it's written Migdol, and in Shiras David, it's Magdil. So what are we when we're kind of both during the weekday? We read the pasuk from Shiras, from Shiras David and Shmuel, and on Shabbos we read from the we quote the pasuk from the Shiras David that's presented in Sefer Tehillim. There are many differences. There are a few, there are a few differences between the two. One was private, one was for Cloud Yisrael. But this is the major difference, and we come across this Shiras David and Parshas Hazinu. And Shavihi Shel Pesach. So the next time you come to Hazim Shavihi Shel Pesach, remember, Shiras David, how is it written in the Navi? And is it a Shiduch for Hazinu? Well, as we said, it's, it's, it's a no-win situation. If it's written in two columns, it's a perfect match for Hazinu. If it's written in, if it's written in uh, Shiras uh, Az Yashir, it's a perfect match for Shiras Az Yashir. And there are different costs, so we'll, we'll stop here with this. Take a break. Yeah.